0: so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey folks, Tom Merritt here. Not all of you have heard all of the episodes of Know A Little More, so sometimes we re-release older ones. This episode is Teraflops. It was originally released on July 30th, 2020. We have not added anything to it since the original episode, but enough of the preamble. Begin about Teraflops. You just heard somebody use teraflop in a sentence. It was probably related to a GPU or maybe a supercomputer. But what the heck is it? Is it fast? Is it powerful? Are you confused? Don't be. Let's help you know a little more about flops. You'll likely hear teraflops used a lot like terabyte, because a teraflops is just a large number of flops, 10 to the 12th, to be exact. And yes, I said a teraflops. Because flops stands for floating point operations per second. You see the plural there in operations? That could also be a singular operation. The last S is not a plural. It stands for second. So one flops is possible. So are two flops. I know. And also, uh, you may sometimes see it written as F-L-O-P slash S to avoid that confusion. But more often than not, it's just written flops. FLOPs are a measure specifically for computations that use floating point calculations, so it's not as broad of a measure as instructions per second, but it's more accurate for machines that require floating point operations. Let's clear up that confusion first. None of this is gigahertz, the term you usually hear used to market processors. That's the clock speed. You can think of clock speed as a hardware measurement since it's measuring the frequency- in which a processor can generate pulses that are used to keep its components in sync. Faster clock speeds do generally lead to faster processing, but if you want to know how fast the processor is actually computing, you want to look at instructions per second. Instructions per second seems pretty simple. It's the number of instructions a processor can execute per second, but different instructions can take different amounts of time to execute. It can also be affected by how memory is used. In fact, it can be affected by a lot of things, so figuring out what the actual average instructions per second can be is a little problematic. Because so many different things can affect it, the computer world settled on benchmarks as a standard way to provide comparisons for computer performance. So why flops? Well, Benchmarks are better than just using instructions per second, but they're not perfect. And occasionally, someone figures out how to game the benchmarks. But if you're doing floating-point math, flops is a really good measure of that. So, what is floating-point math, and why don't all computers use that? Well, floating-point arithmetic is math. We're not going to go deep into the fascinating world of floating-point math, but let's dabble. The short version is floating point lets you manage really huge numbers and really small numbers by approximating them. So you need to do, you know, 100 billion, 700 million, blah, 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 or 0.0000000078654. Now, I did say flops is a more precise measurement. And I also just kind of implied that floating point math involves approximations and that's true. It's a trade-off for being able to handle these large or small numbers that you otherwise wouldn't be able to handle. If you know scientific notation, you kind of get the idea. You have a main number called the significant and a base number raised to an exponent. The floating point refers to the fact that the decimal point in the main number, the significant, can move around or float because you have an exponent that can handle where it is. Here's an example that will help some of you wrap your head around that and also cause a lot of mathematicians to shake their head at me. Bear with me. Uh, This isn't exactly floating point math, but I think it'll help you get the idea. Let's say you want to work with the number 4,567,783,212. Man, that's a lot of number. And you just have a pen and paper, right? How about you just call it Instead of 4,567,783,000, just call it 4,568 times 10 to the sixth. It's a little easier to wrap your head around. In fact, you could even call it 4.568 times 10 to the ninth, because then you're moving the zeros around. You're moving the decimal point around. Or you could even call it 45.68 times 10 to the eighth. See, the decimal point can float, and the number of your exponent adjusts for that. And You want the ability to float the decimal point because sometimes it's a whole lot easier to deal with numbers that have the same exponents or the decimal point in roughly the same place. All right, I'm done annoying the mathematicians, but that gives you the general idea of why you might want floating point math. That overly simplistic example is actually done properly and on a whole other level by computers. Hardware can be made to handle floating point math well. Usually it does it in base two, not base 10. That's a little easier for binary. Of course, that gets us into a whole other ball of wax because IBM uses base 16. We're not going to go there. Suffice to say that processors used for calculations that need to handle really big and really small numbers use floating point math. And you can compare them to each other by measuring how many floating point operations per second they can execute. Pretty much all processors can do this, but not all processors do it as well as others. So flops is really good at measuring floating-point operations. But keep in mind, flops won't tell you how good, quote-unquote, a machine is. Depends on what you want to use the machine for. Remember, floating-point numbers are approximations. In our example earlier, we just chopped off the end of the number because it was so big it was too hard to handle, and the shortened version could be a reasonable approximation for certain things. But not for all things. Don't try to compute the tangent of pi over 2 with floating-point operation, friends! Basically, you're kind of dealing with rounding errors, so floating point can be used by lots of programs, but not for everything. Like we said, it's historically good at things that deal with very large or very small numbers where the rounding errors will cancel out or otherwise not cause too much of a problem. Cosmology. Climatology, fluid dynamics, lots of science. It's also good at real time processing. So you're hearing it more recently in graphics cards and AI specific hardware because floating point is really useful in AI, video editing, and gaming as well. To sum up, some computationally intense stuff like scientific calculations, real time rendering, and such use numbers with lots of decimal places. Floating point math is used to handle those insanely big or small numbers, and flops is just a measure of the number of floating operations per second a piece of hardware can execute. And a lot of floating point operations per second can be expressed in teraflops. In other words, I hope now you know a little more about teraflops.